Welcome to Living Truth Radio, a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship with Pastor Michael Lands. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. You guys know on the major issues of life, the Word of God is clear. Back to 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 6. So they say, we want a king like all the other nations. After they call Samuel old... And his son's corrupt. It's no wonder he responds this way. (laughs) It says, but the thing, 1 Samuel 8, 6, was displeasing. The Hebrew is more like it was evil in the sight of Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel, oh, he did something that so many of us need to do when somebody says something hard to us. Samuel prayed to the Lord. The thing displeased him. He was upset. He didn't like what he heard. It was displeasing in his sight. It was even evil in his sight. He said, give us a king to judge us. Part of it had to be personal. I think Samuel probably was thinking something like this. But I'm the judge. What do you mean you want a king to judge you? I'm the judge and my sons are in this position. Of course he probably knew what his sons were up to. But they are saying, look, we want to supplant you. You're old. Your sons aren't going to do it. So give us a king to judge us. And Samuel was displeased. But when displeased and when you are tempted to respond and give insult for insult and evil for evil, pray. I have failed enough times to tell you that is sound advice. Because when someone says something hard to you, and you respond without praying, you can be assured of one thing. It probably will come from your flesh. And you know how beneficial that usually is, right? I mean, we can go back multiple times and probably revisit uh, discussions that became arguments that became explosions and say, man, if I would have just cooled my jets and just said, okay, Lord, Breathe. Cast all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. And so, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind and potentially your mouth. (laughs) Amen? Samuel, got to like it. I mean, he prayed. He was upset, but he prayed. I wonder how many uh, regrets we could not have to say, I wish I could strike that from the record, but we could say, I'm glad I didn't say that. (laughs) If we prayed, because when we pray, we're asking for heaven to help us and we need all the help we can get. And the Lord said to Samuel, this had to shock him. I'm sure he was looking for some affirmation. (laughs) You know, when you pray sometimes and you're thinking, God, you're going to agree with me, right? I'm going to, I'm going to complain about these people, what they have said and what they are proposing. And all I'm looking for is heavenly affirmation that my feelings are correct. Can you help me out? And then God does something shocking. He says, no. (laughs) Do the opposite. You're like, what? And then you hear something like this. 
Well, why'd you come to me in the first place then? <laughs> Who's God in this equation again? Oh, that's right. You, you're God. I prayed to you, not just to get my will done on earth, your will, not my will. Isn't there a prayer in the Bible like that? Not my will, your will. And the Lord said to Samuel, listen to the voice of the people in regard to all that they say to you, for they have not... You see, this is how you know that Samuel was taking it personally. They have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. See, maybe your reason for being angry... Let me just back up for a second. Isn't it hard when something happens, somebody criticizes Christianity, somebody says something negative about God... It's very hard not to take that personally. But it's even harder not to take it personally if it's a, a critique of you. Amen? You and your Christianity and you. I've had a, a few occasions when uh, some arrows flew my way. A person knew I was a Christian, something happened, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the attack came. And it included, you know, you're, you're a. You're a so-called Christian, right? Pastor. Way to go, pastor. Is that how a Christian, you know, non-Christians will do this to you. Is that how a Christian should behave? Pastor. Oh. But here, they haven't rejected you, they've rejected me. Maybe your concern should be more about what heaven thinks than what you feel. See, what they asked for is a king, and you may have been offended, Samuel, because you are getting older and your sons are not walking in your ways, but what really is happening here, you guys need to hear this, because this is, this is our culture right now. What's really happening here is a set of values have not been rejected. God has been rejected. And all that goes with him. That's what we've said. When we reject God's ways, we reject God. We say, no, we don't need that. And God says, look, they haven't rejected you. The, the problem they have is with me. I am the only sovereign, King of kings and Lord of lords, 1 Timothy 6.15. Revelation 19.16 describes Jesus and on his robe and on his thigh, he, uh, he has a name written, King of kings and... Lord of lords, listen to their voice. Sometimes the worst times in life are when you get what you ask for. Sometimes God will give you what you ask for, even though it's not the best thing for you. Story, prodigal son. Give me my inheritance. Give it to me now. That's like saying, you're dead to me, family. I want my money. I want it now. I'm going off. Does dad fight him in the story Jesus tells? Nope. He gives him his inheritance and he lets him go until he finally comes to his senses. Man, that's such a tough thing to try to navigate and understand how to handle that. God says, give them what they want. Listen to everything that they say do you know that uh, Saul, who we're going to read about, his name means asked for. In other words, Saul 
God gave them exactly what they asked for. Here you go. You want a king? Okay. You want to be like all the other nations? You want to look for a guy that's tall, handsome, and you think's going to be the answer to all your problems? Here's what you asked for. Good luck. And in a democratic republic like we have, we vote people into office. So there you go. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. They haven't rejected you, they've rejected me. Like all the deeds which they have done since the day that I brought them up from Egypt, verse 8, even to this day, and that they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they are doing, welcome to the club, Samuel. They're doing it to you also. How do you feel? Well, how you feel right now is how I feel every day because all day long, long I have stretched out my arms to a disobedient and obstinate people. All day long, I call to them. I say, just come, just trust me. Just listen to me. Get a little taste. This is what I experience. Can you? I don't know if we can. Can you put yourself in God's place? And wonder how many times a day he goes through this? People turn their back on him left and right, give him lip service, then do something else over here. And God, maybe this is a moment where a little, there's a little human sharing in what God goes through. There you go. Now then, listen to their voice, verse 9. However, you shall solemnly warn them and tell them of or show them the procedure, the uh, ESV says the ways, the New King James says the behavior of the king who will reign over them, more literally in ironic language, literally the justice of the king. There's a note of irony. This is, you're going to get what you asked for. The word for procedure speaks of the right or prerogative the king would claim. The warning was the king that they they, they sought, which ended up being Saul, would not solve their problems but add to them. Okay, here you go. So Samuel spoke all the words of the Lord to the people who had asked him, asked of him a king. He's being the faithful watchman, full disclosure. Okay, he's the mediator. Here's what God said. Here you go. Here's the warning. I'm the watchman on the wall. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, Ezekiel 3.17, warn the people, warn them from me. And he said, this will be the procedure. This is going to be the ways, the behavior, the poetic justice of the king, verse 11, who will reign over you. He will take your sons and place them for himself in his chariots and among his horsemen, and they will run before his chariots to announce him. He will appoint for himself commanders of the thousands and of fifties and some to do his plowing and to reap his harvest and to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will also take your daughters for perfumers and cooks and bakers in his uh, a palace. He will take the best of your fields and your vineyards and your olive groves and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your seed. Here's the introduction of taxes. Just write it right in your margin. There it is. He'll take a tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. He will also take your male servants and your female servants and your best young men and your donkeys and use them for his work. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his servants or his slaves. Okay, you don't even need to read the fine print for this one. 
I have a warning. What you ask for, you will get. And here's what you're going to get. Keyword, he will take, 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 and take. And all God's people said, that's right. (laughs) Take and take and take and take. And Jesus said, the Son of Man has not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. But this king that you want so desperately, that you think is going to solve all your problems, you see, when we invite another king into our lives to rule over us, and we don't serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords, all he will do is take, 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 and take some more from you. You, th- you see the pretty packages. You see the promises. Oh, this is going to be great for you. And he will take and take and take until he's taken everything from you. Sin will take you farther than you ever planned on going. And so, this is what you asked for. Get this. Self-imposed slavery. Okay. And Jesus said, the Son of Man has come to set you free. And if you, he sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Jesus talked about freedom that you can have. Freedom from the power of sin, the penalty of sin. And the devil takes, and he takes, and he takes some more. God says, then you will cry out when you realize what's happened in that day because of your king, notice the emphasis, whom you have chosen for yourselves, but the Lord, he's not even going to tell you, I told you so. He's just going to say, I'm not even going to answer you in that day. Have you ever had a situation where you told somebody, You warned them, you told them, you told them, you warned them, you warned them, you told them, you told them, you warned them. And then it happened. And you went, I can't even talk. I can't even talk. Because I told you, this was going to take and take and take from you. God says, when you cry out that day, I'm not even going to answer you. Nevertheless, the people, now get this, after that speech, what would you do? Okay, you've heard now, there's no king in place yet. This hasn't happened. The prophet, the judge has simply told you, okay, you want a king? He's going to take, 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 and take some more. And then he's going to take everything, and then you're going to be his slaves. All right, where do I sign? Sounds wonderful. What? I warned you. I told you, don't do this. This is dumb. This will not work out well. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, no, but there shall be a king over us. (laughs) Who's representing the people? The elders. But they weren't so smart. They're the ones that blew it in chapter (laughs) 4. Right? You can go back and read that. They're... Uh, council wasn't so great. And it, <laughs> have you ever gotten the sense that you're talking to somebody and they're not really hearing what you're saying? <laughs> Did you hear? I said, take. They're going to take. Like seven times? <laughs> what? You heard that, right? Nevertheless, the people said, no. No. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been here before? Let's be honest. Okay, you heard. You heard the warning. You got, you got 
All of it. All full disclosure. That's fine. <laughs> we're going, we're moving forward, baby. We're good. No, but there shall be a king over us. Nehemiah in his great prayer in chapter 9, verse 17 says, They refused to listen and did not remember your wondrous deeds, which you had performed among them. So they became stubborn and appointed a leader to return their slavery to their slavery in Egypt. But you, God, you are a God of forgiveness. You are gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. And you did not forsake them. Later in the book of Samuel, uh, Samuel, speaking on behalf of the Lord or from the Lord directly said, the Lord would not abandon his people. He just wouldn't, despite how they were. And they said that we also may be like all the nations. Look, they were distinct from all the nations. That's what made them special. They were a holy nation. So many verses that speak of that, but they were separated. They were uh, the apple of God's eye. But they said, no, we want to be like all the nations. The very thing that God warned them not to do, this is what they wanted, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Oh, now we're getting to it. I want somebody else to fight my battles. But the Lord would have fought for them, Exodus 15:3. One writer says, in such an arrangement, Israel's battles would no longer be the Lord's battles, but... Look at verse 20, our battles. He will fight yours too if you will let him reign over you as king or you can fight your own battles. The choice is yours. You can put on the full armor of God and take your stand against the schemes of the devil or you can fight your own battles. Which would you prefer? Have you tried both? Yeah. Option A, God fighting my battles. For the battle belongs to the Lord and he is stronger than any of it. Let him fight your battles for you. Now after Samuel had heard all the words of the people, he repeated them in the Lord's hearing. I don't know if he went into his prayer closet, but it's probably something like this. Lord, you won't believe (laughs) what they said. Oh yes, he will. He already knows. Samuel acted as a mediator. He heard the words of the people and then repeated them to God. And you can see him as that mediator, that go-between. And the Lord said to Samuel, listen to their voice and appoint them a king. So Samuel said to the men of Israel, go home. (laughs) That's the way I would summarize the ending there. Just go home. I don't want to see your faces for a while. Meeting dismissed. Meeting adjourned. Go home. Don't you people have houses? (laughs) I think that's probably how it went. Go home. We'll talk later. Go ahead. Appoint them a king. Listen to their voice. Go to John 18 and we're done. John 18. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John 18. Pilate therefore entered again into the praetorium, verse 33, John 18, and summoned Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews, John 18, 34? And Jesus answered, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? John 18, 35, Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you up to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. 
If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting that I might not be delivered up to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Pilate therefore said to him, so you are a king? Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born and for this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth or everyone who is on the side of truth hears my voice. God said through to Samuel to the people, listen to their voice. Give them what they want. You warn them, they won't listen. Listen to their voice. Jesus in John 18:37 says, "Yes, I am a king, and everyone who is of the truth hears my voice." John 18:38. Pilate said to him, "What is truth?" And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him. Pilate's later history is shrouded in some mystery, but Josephus, the Jewish historian, tells of a bloody encounter with the Samaritans who filed a complaint with Pilate's superior, Vitellius, the governor of Syria. Vitellius deposed Pilate and ordered him to stand before the emperor in Rome and answer for his conduct. Legends are confused as to how Pilate died. Eusebius reports that he was exiled to the city of Vienna on the Rhone in Gaul, France, where he eventually committed suicide. So it may well be that just a few years after this encounter with Jesus, who claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life, Pilate committed suicide and entered into eternity. It is interesting and penetrating to think about the fact that on the day that Jesus stood before Pilate, Pilate was in the position of a judge to judge Jesus and to condemn him. Yet just a few short years after that, the tables were indeed turned. And Pilate entered eternity and stood before another judge who said, do you remember? Maybe something like this happened in heaven. Do you remember when I told you I was a king? I wonder how that ended. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and thank you that you're our King. Every Christian can say you are my King. Thank you that your work is completed. Thank you that the Old Testament was written that we might learn lessons to apply to our lives. And there are so many rich lessons here for us, Lord. I just pray that you, by your gracious hand, by your Holy Spirit, would embed the lessons that we need to take away from tonight so that we might walk in wisdom, we might glorify our King who died and rose to justify us. Lord, we love you. I thank you for this precious congregation and these precious people who come out to grow deeper in love with you and to learn your ways and walk in them. Thank you for your grace when we fall short. Thank you for your mercy, which is new every morning. Thank you that you are faithful even when we are faithless. Thank you that your grace is more than sufficient to cover us, but help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, our King, and to bring you the glory that you deserve. Thank you that we are justified in your sight, and I just pray that you would bless and strengthen this congregation. With your heart and head bowed, however you would respond to the Lord tonight. If it's an area of life to lay down, if it's 
a first-time commitment to trust Jesus as Savior, if it's a recommitment to His ways, if it's maybe even a warning about something that you are considering that you need to reconsider, may God give you the grace and wisdom to respond. And Father, I pray that for myself, and I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's program. If you'd like to listen to this message again, learn more about our church in Corona, or to access archived messages, go to livingtruthradio.org and click on the church tab. You can follow us on Instagram at livingtruthcorona or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app on Apple and Android devices. Living Truth Radio is a listener-supported ministry. You can partner with us by donating at livingtruthradio.org. The king came to die. He wore a crown, but it was a crown of thorns. And from his holy brow he bled. They crucified him, put him up on a cross. And a thief turned and said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. You know, Jesus could have said to that thief on the cross, Oh, it's too late, buddy. Sorry. You should have recognized this kingdom long before. Uh, there's no way you can, you can figure it out now. You're on a cross. You're hours from death. You're done. Your story's over. But he didn't do that. He said, truly, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. See, the thief on the cross dying next to the true king is a great picture of what grace is about. Grace is not about performance. If it were, it wouldn't be grace. Grace is a gift. It must be received from the king who can bestow it. And that's because he died on the cross for you, my friend. Will you turn? Will you place your trust in this true king who is willing to die for his servants, his subjects, who become his sons and his daughters. It's something like this. If you've not met him yet, pray it. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Jesus, save me. I believe you're the true king. I want to be your servant, your son, your daughter. I ask that you be my Lord and my Savior. I, I confess you as my Lord. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe that you're alive and you still save and you still forgive. And I'm going to trust in you today. Change me from the inside out. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. If you've just prayed that prayer, if you just opened your heart, maybe you rededicated your life to the true King. Would you let us know? Reach out to us through livingtruthradio.org. You can find out more about the church behind Living Truth Radio, more about our ministry. If you're anywhere near the Inland Empire, you'd like to come and worship with us. We'd like love to invite you out. Directions and service times and all of the other stuff you'd need to know are available at livingtruthradio.org. Also, if you can support this ministry and help us get onto more radio stations and pay for radio time on current stations, we'd appreciate it. That can be done at livingtruthradio.org as you click on Donate and Indicate Radio Ministry. 